Incoming chat. Today I have one of my friends and colleagues, Michal Napora. is Hello. not only a social media extraordinaire, also a video game marketer, and it's the founder of 3233, a marketing company dedicated solely to video games, right? That's correct. I can confirm this is all true. It's all true. Awesome. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Michal, if you want to tell, I mean, I, I gave that little intro so people know who you are, but uh, you can probably tell us a little more about your what, what you've been doing for the last couple of years and... Well, I've been well. I've been doing video games, so I specialize in that. Um, about three years ago, I set up my first company, um, and it's a two-man show at the moment. Uh, it's called Thirty Two Thirty Three, and yeah, I'm in video games. I love doing video games. I see the world of video games is changing constantly. I see the world of marketing is changing constantly. Uh, sometimes I feel like I don't know anything, <laughs> uh, but it's it's awesome. It's challenging. It just moves so quickly and. Yeah, I feel like I'm learning all the time. So I mean, you're, you're I'm not a lucky alone. man. You're not alone because, um, like you said, marketing is changing way so much. And and one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, specific in the social media area, is um, I mean, nowadays brands uh, and companies they they want to find their voice. They want to find the way they talk, so can relate to the right people, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's a process you probably have to go through because you're not only doing one game. I mean, from from the games I know, you've done Dying Light, uh, The Following, Dying Light 2, Bad Blood, uh, Etherborn, Aragami, which is one of my favorites for sure. And how, and, and my question directly is how you figure out how to talk to all the different people? Because after all, they're different customers or different targets for each game. I mean, they're different. So how how you figure out how to talk to these people? Sure. Uh, just a quick little clarification. Dying Light 2, I just like a little tiny bit, so I don't feel bad for including <laughs> myself in there, but the people working on it are my friends, so yeah, like good luck to them. Uh, but yeah, in terms of voice, um, I guess for me, like I feel social media or the way you communicate is kind of like an extension of your product. So I always feel like it's not about selling features or, you know, selling, you know, all right, do this, buy that. It's more about like an extension or trying to set up a state of mind. So when someone sees like a little bit of communication from you and they really go, oh yeah, like they get a feeling, you know, maybe it's a funny feeling. Like you go, maybe you have a product that's, I don't know, about comedian store. I don't know what you could sell in a comedian <laughs> store, but you know, you will go, all right, this is a happy place to come to. So you will try to have that tone of voice too. So you sell the state of mind on social, the same that you would have. I guess through your product. And when you when you prepare for for specific games, do you, do you go through meetings with the marketing team? Do, you, do they tell you like, look, our game has to be serious or or funny or happy or sad? Yeah, we do. It is actually quite funny. Like, um, so I guess we as marketers we go through it. We go, all right, so this game, you know, it's gonna be serious. Um, look, Dying Light was a perfect example uh, when we first started communicating with people. You know, we're like, okay, Dying Light going to be serious it's not one of those disco zombie slashes you know it's scary you know it's like you're going to feel really you know oh my god i feel tension this is serious and that's the messages that we're bringing up before the game came out but as soon as the game hit the shelves and people started playing it we actually noticed that people are playing it not because they're scared or because you know it's a survival horror People are playing it because it's fun and there's an action element to it. You can run around and do crazy shit. And all of a sudden, we're like, all right, well, you know what? Maybe that's what we thought in our heads. 
But as soon as the product or the game reaches, you know, the consumer's hands or the gamer's hands, they're the ones that tell you what they think the game is, and they're the ones that drive the narrative. So, so you you adapt, right? So you, exactly, you, that, that's something I think companies they, they they try to stick to such a no 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 we don't do that or we don't talk that way or we don't yeah. do these things. And um, well, by the way, I just wanted to uh, for the records that I work with Michal in, in Dying Light, which is a great experience. Uh, one of my first video game I ever done, and it was amazing. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I remember, and I remember specifically, that we got the sort of order from the top, guys, we're going to raise the price of the game. And mm -hmm. this is something I remember, and it was a great example of how, how to turn or how to connect to the people. And I remember always that, yeah, we got that order, the price, um, the price of the game is going high, even mm -hmm. though the game was out for a long time already. So yes. we were like, but why? I mean, nobody would like that. Yes. And basically for the marketing team was like, well, you figure out, you marketing, you have to pass the message. But I remember that we did something that was very weird for them, which was to announce the race of the price before yes. the race. So we said, look guys, uh, it's not in our hands, but the game is going to be uh, like, more expensive very near and then two weeks or whatever so you better go and buy it now mm -hmm. and i think that was a moment for me that it, it made a lot of sense because you you were the voice of dying light and social yes and when when you took the, the 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 role of announcing those things people trusted almost straight away they were like nobody's nobody said like now nah, this is a trick for so, so we buy more stuff people trusted your voice people trusted the way like just go ahead and do this because this is going to happen uh, I remember that when you uh, when we did that. Uh, I actually was looking at it a, a couple of weeks ago, and I remember what was really cool about it was we're actually being quite honest. We were like, "Look, we're going to raise the price of this because you know production it's gone a bit higher than what we expected, and we're giving you something really really cool. It's not going to be yeah. a little small thing. It's going to be huge." Um, and I remember what we did, which people really really loved, was the fact that we said to them, "Look." This is going to happen, but it's not going to happen for a month. So we're giving you some time. If you want to buy the game at a cheaper price, you can do it now or, you know, prepare that in a few weeks it's going to go It'll up. be a little higher. Yeah, yeah. I re but but it, was, it was that, to me, that was a very defining moment of finding the voice. Because I don't know if people really trusted the message or it trusted you as the voice. And I remember people interacting with you, not as just, I mean, we were never, I never felt that the company was like Bethesda or mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know, like companies that they're evil, like Blizzard, like people think of oh, the evil companies. Mm -hmm. um, at that time, Techland was, they didn't have a real image of what kind of company it was, but you gave that voice to, to Dying Light being like, oh, they're cool. They're just gamers behind the, the game. They're just people behind the game. Yeah. And, I, and like, I don't think it was just me, me that did it. Like it was a... Uh amalgamation of different things like before dying light i feel techland didn't have the best of reputations they had a dying they had dead island that came out yeah yeah, yeah. which was a cool game but it was very buggy um but you know it had soul i guess uh so techland kind of had that image with them like you know the image they're, of a company is okay company yeah yeah and it, the image of your company gets carried by the last product that you released um so with Dying Light, I guess, you know, we carried the sort of what that island was, the, the thoughts that people had. But we decided to, I don't know, change that perception. And I think it was really cool because there was no meddling from the top in terms of the ideas that we were doing. 
and yeah yeah we had a, a bit of freedom in there exactly in execution and what was what's really cool is um i can't remember who it was i think it was some chinese wise man who said like if you do being romantic is all about trying to expose yourself a little bit um so you know you leave yourself vulnerable uh, so i guess i don't know that's why maybe if you you know make something for your wife like a I don't know, shitty carving of something. You go, have a look at this. I hope you love this. You know, it came from the heart. Yeah, because I've never done it before. Exactly. <laughs> like, you're sort of opening yourself up here. I think that's what we did as well with our communication. You know, like, um, I remember we did things like, look, we're going to give out some free things for you. Um, like free outfits and DLCs. I remember we did this trailer made up of people reviews of like funny reviews they were like i remember that yeah so they were like leave out little comments like wow here's a game where you can have a cigarette in front of a no smoking sign you know and we were like oh this is sick we need to put this in our video you know <laughs> so we recreated this whole scene and i remember we did a lot of stupid stuff romantic things to kind of go you know like we're not perfect but we love you guys so you know here's a little something for you and i think people can see that I think people can feel whatever when someone's trying to do something for someone out of the kindness of their heart. And I know this sounds very hallmarky, <laughs> maybe even like I'm going to puke, but I think it's true. Like, I think if you do something genuinely out of, for people, just say, say, look, I don't want anything out of this. I'm just doing this because I like you or you're a good human being here. I'm making a fool of myself or I'm giving <laughs> something to you for free or please just take this gift. I think people appreciate this. And if you do it on a regular basis, people go, all right, so these guys or these folks, they're actually pretty cool people, you know? So when you do come out later on with a message that's not really cool to say, like, we're going to raise the price, I think it's easier for these two people to swallow and go, okay, well, they did all these great things for me in the past. Sometimes, you know, there are circumstances outside of their hands. So we'll say, all right, you guys are still cool. We'll accept this. And... And I mean that that level of trust is is what companies are probably looking for all the time. It's just the, the the matter of oh they're cool people so I'll 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 trust them. Now, in in the case for example when you have things like Dying Light right, uh, you're the voice of a very uh, violent and fun game, but then you have Etherborn which is like super cute and magical game. Mm -hmm. so, so how much of yourself you put in there and how much of Um, or, or how would you divide being Michal Napora for Dying Light to, to be the same Michal Napora for Etherborn, for example? E, well, first up, I only take games, I only promote games which I think I would play or like myself, because mm -hmm. uh, that just makes the job a lot easier. If I take something which I don't like, it's just going to be like trying to pass a kidney stone, you know? It's going to be painful, it's going to be long, and there's going to be a lot of screaming involved. So <laughs> if I just take something which I think you know, I'm going to play and have a good time with it. It's cool because then I can just, I don't know, showcase my feelings, I guess, or try to show them my state of mind that I have, you know? And yeah, but I do have to say, there, there comes a point where, like especially this year, I had like a little bit of a mini crisis where I had quite a few clients, all with different, I guess, personas inside of my head. And it gets to a point where you ha if you have too many, 
you start to have like some sort of a like a schizophrenia, schizophrenia attack <laughs> exactly well, all of a sudden you know one tone of voice starts changing over to an, to the other client's tone of voice and yeah because after all he's like having different personalities right and, and pretty much pretty much and like i've got this one client uh that i just started working with there's this awesome polish game called inculinati all right uh it's awesome it's like this turn-based strategy and it's all with like hand-drawn animal battles happening on these manuscripts. So they took like um, medieval manuscripts and they saw that there's in these margins, all these crazy paintings of like rabbits fighting dogs, donkeys <laughs> playing trumpets with, with their butts. And they're like, oh, we're gonna make a game out of this. Um, so when I saw this game, I was like, wow, wicked. I, I would love to play this, I would love to promote this. So I'm working on this now. And creating a persona for social media is so much easier because I was already, you know what? I'm going to create this persona of this like, uh, uh, like a jester living in a in a castle, right. uh, like a servant to the king, you know. And like that's the sort of things I would get inspired by, you know. It's literally storytelling. I mean, you you pretty much you have yeah. To, yeah. You have to tell a story to to. Well, that's, that's cool, man. Yeah, so it's, like, it's cool. And like I have, you know, these like, like, Sir Robin, Sir Robin, they published an article about you, you know? And like, <laughs> you know, when there's things PC Gamer says about you, it's impeccable once again, sir, you know? And like, <laughs> and I'm just writing these things down and it's a cool release. But it, it's cool because I, mean, I, I see a lot of, I mean, a lot of companies, it, it's so different from the energy of the product with the energy of what they do in social media. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, if you think of Wendy's, for example, Wendy's is, a, yeah, I love Wendy's. I love eating burgers there. But their social media is a complete different animal. I mean, Wendy's is a mean bastard in social media. It but, is. It's, but it's great. I mean, I, I love following Wendy's. Or, um, I don't know, Moon Pie. The same thing. Is that they just, it's such a small, silly, common product. But suddenly social media takes over and then it has a strong voice that, that makes a whole difference. It is. Like, I think Wendy's are awesome. And just seeing how many other companies are trying to replicate Wendy's character. I mean, it's only Wendy's can tell someone to fuck off on Twitter. You know, <laughs> like, all the other people, you're just copying, you know. Um, but it's really great. And I was like, uh, this tweet from Netflix uh, a yes. couple, of, couple of days ago, last week. I'm not too sure. But it was this big, huge sort of tweet. Uh, and all these other companies started getting on board and they were replying to it. Uh, and I just kind of was looking at Twitter and I was like, wow, Twitter's becoming like this reality TV show where, <laughs> you know, Warsaw Shore, Jersey Shore, but instead of like buff guys and like dolled up girls, you got brands competing for like your I, love I, and attention. I found that crazy. Like the, 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 the way that the, the brands were relating to um, a Netflix question, and, and it, which is... I mean, who can take it to the next level? And yes. It, was, it became a competition. Yes. And also, but all moments where I think some companies took it a little bit too far. Uh, I'm not going to say, you know, because it's, <laughs> oh, it's easy to criticize, you know, but we all have our moments of weakness. Um, yeah. So I guess they took it a little bit too far and then feelings got hurt. Um, some pe people took their comments as a offensive gesture towards certain, perhaps, I don't know certain groups of people or minorities. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very fine balancing act, but please don't copy Wendy's. They're the only ones, they're the originals, you know, no, trying no, to they, find they your can, own voice. They can do it, yeah, but, I mean, but uh, it's easy to choose something very shocking to say or shocking to do and social or marketing in general. 
But why do you think people end up staying with the with the with the natural voice, with the honest voice? Why why do you think is is more important for customers to you know what? Yeah, well, that was funny. That was, I mean, off the chart, whatever. But mm -hmm. but no, I'm staying with this guy because this guy is like. It's like me. I don't know. It's like, and, and, and that's one of the questions I wanted to talk to you is, is mm -hmm. why do you think people end up following a voice like yours, for example, instead of Wendy's? Um, well, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe people that, you know, follow my voice also follow Wendy's at the same time. Um, I think it's just, once again, I guess it comes back to the product and like, I don't know, trying to create a state of mind with your communication. Like, uh, I mean, like, I, I think it's fun, you know, being, you know, edgy and all that sort of stuff. But I, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm an edgy man. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I might have some edginess, but not that much, you know. So I guess I feel comfortable with, with but my you, voices. But do you think people can read or people can, can see that you're not being... So if, if you start making edgy jokes, people will yes. like, yeah, that's not big. I think, yes. I think, and you know what? I think people can t uh, tell straight away if you're being honest or if you're being false. Uh, if you're trying to be something you're not, you know, we're not, that you're not, I think people can see right through it. Um, I think we as human beings, we're pretty good at picking out, I don't know, like if someone told you in a compliment that wasn't genuine, you would yeah. pick that up straight away, I reckon. Uh, and I think you look pretty. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that shirt does look good. Yeah, <laughs> I think you know you can tell it straight away, and I think people can tell the same thing as well through their brand. Like if there's a branded content and it's trying to, I don't know, be an edgy or it's trying to create a voice, they can see you know I can see you're trying something but it's not working out. I guess the other thing is you got to kind of persist with the voice too. So maybe if it doesn't work out once or twice, you go, no, 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 I really want to remain and I want to be that edgy guy or I want to be that asshole guy, even though I'm not. I think with perseverance, you might get there and you might develop your own style or version of it. But I don't know, like I feel if you run a business or if you run social media, like get to know the product, you know, what it is and just say honestly what's on your mind and create a voice that you resonate with because if you resonate with it you'll create things that people will and resonate people, with people as will well feel it. yeah no I, i completely agree just to, to start closing our our chat today um just one more question like the, the video game industry has been growing billions of billions of dollars every year yes um marketing wise so how do you see the future of 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 marketing video game how how things are going to evolve um i think this well i see i start seeing some changes now Um, I definitely see, like say a few years ago, four, five, six years ago, there was like pretty much only two major social media networks. So just going back on the social front, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, now I see there's a lot more things coming out. So, you know, Instagram, uh, my personal favorite, Reddit. There's TikTok, which I haven't uh, checked I, out I, yet. I was hoping, I was hoping you're going to mention TikTok. <laughs> yeah, uh, and YouTube and, and LinkedIn as well. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like, Back in back in the 50s when TVs that first started, you might have had maybe two channels, you know, channel one and channel two. That was your only choices of getting content. But now, you know, six years ago, you had Facebook, Twitter, pretty much the only two big social media networks that you would get content. But now I've got so much choice from so many different social media networks. 
And each social media network is a beast of its own where it has its own rules and yeah. own algorithms. Vi- and, yeah. and also just vibes and feelings, like the things you would say on, you know, on Instagram. If you said the same stuff on Twitter, you would be destroyed there. Uh, same with Reddit, you know, that's got its own little life and personality, which I reckon is awesome. And I think it's going to be the one that's going to grow a lot. So yeah, so I think there's this whole fragmentation of where people get content from. I also think um, the traditional ways of like, I don't know, like for example, press, they might not be as good as what they were in terms of people looking for journal, for press or for websites to get information. I think there's a lot of different places where info comes through. So like, once again, uh, social media, I think is great. Um, I also feel that although we're becoming digital and everything is digital and, you know, everything's online, I feel events and physical places still matter. Uh, And it's really cool because the one thing I've started seeing uh, in gaming is there is this real crossover between events and digital and storefronts. Um, So just to give you an idea, one of the biggest storefronts for video games is Steam. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're a PC player and you buy games, like 99.9% is going to be Steam. You're going to buy it on Steam. Uh, there was this one video game event in Berlin called EGX Berlin, and it was going on for a couple of days. And usually when we do events for games, it's like okay, press are going to be there, so we need to invite journalists. Then there's going to be influencers, YouTubers, so you know we've got to please them as well. And of course, people, so, you know, we'll be on the floor playing with gamers. So we'll make them sign up for, you know, newsletters, follow us on socials and that sort of thing. And that was like your channels, your marketing loop, you know, this is what you get out of an event. Uh, But then all of a sudden, this event, what they did is they actually had a major feature on Steam itself for a couple of days. And that actually just blew my mind away because, you know, you got gamers buying games the whole time you know, 24 seven, pretty much on that storefront. And all of a sudden there's this huge banner saying, Hey, EGX Berlin is happening right now. You click on it. And there's a list of all these games that are, they're showing that are showing there. And you can click on those games and they take you to the steam store page where you can add your, that game to your wish list. And I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. (laughs) And just to give you an example, like a top tier website, wrote about us about a game that i'm working on not mentioning names or websites top tier website uh, wrote about a game i'm working on gave us about 300 wish lists to our game oh wow that event over two days gave us two and a half thousand just from that placement on that store page and you would think that that physical events they're not as hot anymore but exactly I, I maybe it's, maybe it's a combination it's like you, you you're mixing real with digital and, and making new things happen I mean, yes that, yeah. and that's crazy for me and all of a sudden when i saw that i was like wow so like i had to put in so much effort to get a top tier website to write about <laughs> me and i just went to this event that cost me i don't know maybe 400 euros not even that and it did you know nearly 10 times as much as that one article well, it's like you said in the beginning just in this business you keep learning every day exactly so you learn little tips and tricks and such um but yeah i do feel that being able to i don't know being able to bring people together in the physical space i think if brands can figure out well that's something i'm gonna 
pass on to my clients is like trying to get more into the physical space i think this could be a beautiful thing nice. like it, yeah like i mean there's nothing beats a human relationship you know it's human to human after all that's that's what marketing is right? exactly exactly my final question what's your favorite game of 2019 of 2019 crazy question to ask i don't know i got a couple um, big one because we have one minute left <laughs> <laughs> okay can i give you uh of the last decade yeah sure okay last decade is easy it came out last year persona 5 on playstation okay. 4 please I, play it i knew you're gonna go for persona i'm, I'm a, a goose game guy hey nice Go goose game is pretty cool this is driving me nuts now i'm gonna be playing it as soon as it goes on the game pass so all right i can't wait to play it <laughs> all right mika well thank you for joining us today as um, not as a always problem to have you hopefully we're gonna have you again in the show sure hope and it was of some use yeah man thank you thank you for all your uh, insight and thank you everybody for listening and we hope to have you next time thank you very much cheers my name is marcos Bravo, and this was incoming chat thank you for joining us today do not miss our next episode and we'll see you next time Incoming chat. <laughs>